You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 215. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there. I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 215 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this show is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship and heart-based LinkedIn marketing, a system that builds your network, gets you on the phone with the most amazing people consistently. And these are the kinds of people that can change your business, change your life, and change your bank account forever. Our goal is for there to be more wealthy women of influence in the world. And we're so lucky that we have tools like LinkedIn that can allow us to kind of parse through the people that are out there so that we can be picky about who we let into our lives and who we build our network full of. So we're going to talk and and Patty, who's our guest today, is definitely one of those people for me. Uh, if you listened before, if you're loving what you're hearing today, I love to hear from you. So make sure that you're subscribing to the show wherever you're listening. Leave us a review so that we can get a sense of what episodes you're really resonating with. And Share this episode on social media. Use the hashtag Good Girls Get Rich. Tag me. I'm at Karen Yankovich. We'll put all Patty's uh, links in the show notes so you can tag Patty as well. And we'll share that with our audience. And that's how we all get more visibility. And these little things, these little things like sharing these episodes, you know, if one person gets to know you because my audience saw that, like, that's how we do this, right? Like one person at a time. This is how we do this by diving deep. In the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe. Speaking of diving deep, I'd love for you to leave me an audio message. Leave us a message there. I respond to every one of those personally. Maybe you want to leave a review for the show, or maybe you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about or a guest you think I should interview. That's a great place to do that. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash 215 and you'll see the link. You'll see all the other goodies that we talk about here on the show. So Patty Buccioletto, oh my goodness, I learned so much on this episode. But the one thing that, one of the things that she said that really stuck with me is that, you know, contrary to popular belief, most women are not necessarily happy about shopping for clothing. So it was so good to hear Patty talk about how, as we elevate our brand, does our wardrobe matter? How can we make this simple and how can we look good? Cause let's say, let's get real. We want to look good, right? How can we look good without spending a ton of money or putting a ton of time into this? So I was, it was really a fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it as well. Meet Patty. We have Patty Bucciolato with us here today. And since 1993, she's a style reboot coach. Patty Bucciolato has shown the way for thousands of women leaders and business owners to discover their hidden style mastery. Contrary to popular belief, surveys show nearly half of all women hate to shop for clothing. Talented and successful women who are among that 50% call upon Patty for rescue. For them, she busts fashion myths, purveys wardrobe hacks, teaches how to identify the style that, that changes success trajectories. Patty is expert at bringing her clients out of the closet with a personal style that suits their body, psyche, and circumstances. The result? Her clients find permission to break up with blah and unleash their natural magnetism. Patty, it is so good to have you here today. How are you? Thank you. I'm well, Karen. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. Well, you know what? Style is such an interesting topic. You know, we're recording this. It's fall of 2022. And, you know, has changed a lot, right? We spent a long time in like sweatpants and t-shirts and dressing from the waist up for a lot of time, for a long time, right? So it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. And especially for my audience, because my audience typically are women that are 
you know, they're, they're achieving some level of success. Maybe they're in some kind of transition, right? They're either looking to, you know, rise in the corporate on the corporate ladder or leave corporate into whatever new chapter is. In fact, I think many women are redefining what their next chapter looks like as they move into 2021, 2022, and 2023. And so tell me what you're experiencing. How is their style being affected by the changes in the world and in their careers and in their lives? Yeah. So that transition that you mentioned is as a, a real powerful um, theme right now. And it's it's something where we've we've had this opportunity to pull back and really, you know, reevaluate everything around us. And so as we're coming out, I'm, I'm seeing with my work with my clients, um, so many women are, are looking at it like, is, is, this, is this really what brings me joy? And is this what, what makes me happy? And, and how, how do I make the very best of myself? at this juncture. And um, and it's really exciting that we have so many tools available to us to, to maximize and to help us as we flip that page to whatever is next. How do we do it in our very best form? And so, yeah, it's from soup to nuts now, right? Because for so many, it's it's w- learning to wear shoes again. <laughs> right, right. I remember the first time I put on a pair of shoes, I guess, you know, a while ago now, but I had bought the shoes right at, you know, right like at the end of 2019. And they were like brand new a year and a half later. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about these shoes, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. So, you know, it is important how we how we look, right? We want to, I mean, and I talk about this even with people's LinkedIn profiles. You want to, I even like I even use the word dress, right? Like we're told we want to dress for the job we want, right? Not the job we have. And that's how I want you to show up on your LinkedIn profile. I want yes. you to be portraying your brand into the future, not talking about who you used to be, right? Which a lot of people do. They think it's like their online resume, right? So as you're portraying your brand into the future with your LinkedIn profile, I guess you want to be doing the same thing with how you're showing up, whether it's on camera or in person or on a stage or in a photo shoot, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, defining that is, is really important. I feel as influential women in particular, we're leaving money on the table if we're not intentional in how we craft our own personal style. And, you know, I've had the luxury and the blessing to work with several women who in their transition were at a point of, um, they were in the running for CEO position within their respective organizations, and they've been different industries. And in each of these situations, it's the woman has has really taken notice like, okay, stuff's gotten real now. <laughs> right. The stakes are high and they hire a coach for the first time. And the first thing the coach, well, I won't say the first, one of the first things the coach says to them is, okay, I want you to work with Patty because we need to do something about the visual presence. And and granted, in each of these cases, the woman has been in the running for for this position with um, the other candidate is a a man. And it's, it's so, so again, you know, suddenly, suddenly we're taking notice. I've got to be firing on all cylinders. And, and it is interesting because for for men the the dress in the business world is simplified and for women we have so many more choices that there's also room for more error 
if we're mm. not careful in how we put ourselves together. So, you know, it's a fabulous tool. It's one I think that more women can be capitalizing on and and really giving attention to and um and tool it, meaning it, your wardrobe tool meaning your, wardrobe. Your, your style really, okay yes really mm-hmm. paying attention to what's the message i'm sending with my appearance and right. and you know how how do i how do i maximize that how do i sure that it's in alignment with who i am and and what my message is in my work Interesting. Interesting. So how do we assess those things? You know, how do we assess before we go into standing on a stage or going into an an important meeting, if we are hitting the mark or if we are off the mark? Yeah. So one of the most important pieces, the most telling pieces is how comfortable are we? Because you know, we can talk a lot about style. Style is what I work with. I, I, I just, you know, it, it's, it's a passion for me. Mm-hmm. But I work with a lot of clients who will jokingly say that they did not get the style gene, so it's not a passion for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yet it can be learned. And the very first step, and in fact, what I like to say is, style can be easy, style can be learned, and style can be fun. And it comes um, firstly with knowing oneself and one's personal architecture. And, you know, what is our, what is our makeup and our composition in, in coloring, in shape, in texture, and with self-identifying many of those elements, it becomes easy, almost natural, organic selection process when we're choosing the clothing that we wear. Because one of the worst mistakes that you can make is wearing what someone else says is what is spot on for the moment in fashion, right? Right. We've right. heard about, you know, here's what's the the now, I, this is the it piece of the season. But if the it piece isn't in alignment with who you are, you're not going to feel comfortable in your skin. You're likely going to be tugging and pulling at clothing if it's not in the fabric that relates to your body. And at a distance, it may look fine. But if you feel like you're wearing a costume and say you're you're taking the stage to make a presentation, that's not the time to to step into stilettos because they're really cool, right? And you oh, want to make a statement. I, can right? I tell you, I've made that mistake more times. I love <laughs> shoes, but the older I get, the less shoes love me. You know, and <laughs> right. it's crazy. I just, oh my gosh, I bought a pair of the coolest shoes for my daughter's wedding. And I think I had them on for 10 minutes, you know, like <laughs> they were great. They were great, but they were definitely not. Well, and for some women, they're perfect, right? For, <laughs> right. for for some women, they're perfect. But if you're a Birkenstock gal, don't put yourself, squeeze yourself into those stilettos, <laughs> you know, thinking they're exactly. going to make the right statement. Because if you're not true to yourself, it's not going to, you're not going to show up in your very best presence and power. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely love shoes. All right. Really cool. So you, so let me ask you something. You have, you have something that you refer to as silent dressing. What is that? Yeah. Silent dressing shows up in a couple of ways, both uh, literally and figuratively. And I coach 
my clients to use silent dressing in business when the focus, when they intend the focus to be on their spoken message, the business at hand, and for their style, their clothing to be, to take a supporting role rather than a lead. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. And so literally silent dressing means you're not making noise with your clothes, right? So it's not a jangly bracelet or fabrics that swish and squeak when they rub together, particularly on a Zoom camera, right? On a Zoom call that can be really distracting. But also silent dressing in a figurative sense, we're in 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 a business interaction where What's important is our spoken message, um, the business at hand, the interaction with our with our audience or our our partner in communication. And so, when clothing is distracting to the eye of the person we're doing business with, um, it's very easy for them to miss part of the, our intended message. Right. And so the kinds of things that will figuratively speak more loudly sometimes than our words are loud colors, prints, patterns that are over the top, excessive makeup and accessories that perhaps in some settings we choose to make a statement with those items. But in, in that, in that important business conversation, it can steal the attention. And steal the show away from the, the the message that you want to deliver. So we can be mindful both on what sounds are coming from what we're wearing, as well as the visual attention that they might steal in any given moment. Interesting. I would never have thought of that. Like I would never. Have, it makes sense when you say it, but it wouldn't have been something that I thought of. Well, you mentioned, you know, even on Zoom meetings. So do we dress differently? for virtual events than we do for in-person events? Well, one thing that we need to consider is when we're on a Zoom call versus live in person, I'll back up a second. When we're Mm -hmm. live in person, we have the benefit of a whole body appearance. And we have the advantage of nonverbal communications and our expressions. and, and And there's a give and take as we're engaging with someone. And so the energy is shared and experienced in a different way than it is when we're on the camera in a much smaller window. So it's really um, to our advantage to, to remember and really take into account that smaller range of visibility and knowing that what comes through in that small space is going to prevail. And so what does that look like? We can get dressed in the morning and stand in front of a mirror and and a full length mirror, I hope. Um, And and we look at how we're dressed and go, yeah, great outfit. I love it. And then we sit down in front of the Zoom camera and through the webcam view, you know, only 20% of that is visible. (laughs) if we're lucky, maybe 25%. Right. And, and, you know, you might have a lovely necklace on that looks fabulous with that outfit, but interestingly, or curiously, we don't see the pendant because it's so long, it's off screen. Right. 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 So we really need to narrow our focus 
and look at what is within this range, this window that I can see on my screen. And in fact, that's a really good test for any online presence, appearance in advance, is to do a little test with your own camera and say, okay, in this view, what's showing? Right. And so it is, like you said earlier, the waist up, even even higher than waist. Right. You know, what, right. What, what's the outfit right here? This is my outfit. And this yep, is exactly what's above. Right. Yeah. Interesting. You know, so I talk a lot about, you know, mindset when I when I talk, when I work with people on their LinkedIn strategy and on their online branding strategy, because I really believe that there's so many women that have these great, beautiful ambitions that are way, way up here, but their energy is not aligned with their ambitions. I'm actually thinking maybe we need to also say, and are the visuals aligned with that vision, right? Are you dressing for the person that you, you know, if you want to have a million dollar business and, you know, I always think about like the first week in January and, you know, it's a cliche to talk about new year's resolutions and, and the reality is we do the same things we've always done. So we never really get to where we want to be. Right. So what are we going to do differently? And maybe one of the things we need to do differently is starting to dress like that person we want to be, not just have the energy of that person, but also when you look in the mirror, when you look at yourself on a Zoom camera, are you seeing that, you know, that woman in that next step of their transition, not their, not who they used to be, right? But who they're becoming. Exactly. And and that is what career coaches will say. You know, we've heard it so many times, dress for the position you want rather than the one you're in. Right. And, and, and that's, um, that's what I've seen with, with some, some of the clients who hire coaches later in their career. I look at that and think, gosh, you know, how might that trajectory have, have been, how different might that have been? And how much more quickly might they have arrived if they'd hired that coach earlier on? right to really right. evaluate but yes the the appearance um when it's congruent with all of the other goals and objectives right so so many of your listeners i imagine have their own their own businesses and you know is your appearance an extension of your brand image right how right. in alignment is that right. and i'm 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 sure karen that's something that you work with a lot with that LinkedIn presence, right? Yeah do, we, yeah. do we have harmony? Yeah. And you know, a lot of times I think about, am I wearing my brand colors? But that's not really what you're talking about. You're talking more about is the brand that you want to portray, whether it is a brand of wealth or elegance or or casual and or you know, mountainy or whatever. Is that being portrayed in what you're wearing? It's not really the brand colors. It's more about the brand visuals, the brand fee, the feelings that they're yes, that they're getting yes. when they look at you. Yes. The vibe that comes through, whether you're in person or in the photo that you use in your on your website, your LinkedIn profile, what's the energy that, that, that exudes from that? What about your facial expression in addition to the style of the clothing? And while the colors don't have to match your brand colors, they can coordinate in some way so that your photo, when you, uh, it doesn't look like you've just plunked a random photo on your website, right? right, <laughs> you know, right. When it's well, within yeah. the broader picture. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second. Like what about dressing for photo shoots or headshots and, or, you know, or lifestyle photos? Do you, you know, what should we be looking for in those? Is it yes. different than what we wear to a meeting or to a zoom call? You know, they're 
the the photo, the still photo is a little more closely aligned to the Zoom presence than it is to the real lifestyle Um, because we have that still shot that's one moment in time. And we're looking for simplicity and again, that silent dressing. But there are some additional considerations. When we're on camera, for instance, solid colors are going to come through much more positively and with more visual neutrality than prints and patterns, right? So Mm -hmm. particularly in a profile photo, the solids are going to allow the face to be what's featured, right? Without competition, you know, some other elements, again, that facial expression. So So I'm going to say something here, and there's a site that I'll share. I am not an affiliate with this site, but I think I should be because I share it so much. (laughs) I say that a lot. (laughs) But, you know, there's so much power in the smile in our profile photos. And I've seen this both with my own and with clients. We are in an age of social proof, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And through history, we've seen people taking on very serious demeanors in their profile photos. Maybe they're in finance or law and it, and it seems like we, you know, we should look really focused and serious about the business. What's really interesting, there's a site, it's called photofeeler.com. And um, we have opportunity on that site to post different options of our profile photo variations. Maybe you've taken a couple different shots in a photo in a photo shoot and whether it's different clothing or different expression, different posture. Um, on that site, you can post your photos and get feedback from real people. And wow. It's uh, that P-H-O-T-O-F-E-E-L-E-R. Exactly. Okay. Dot com. Yeah. And what what was really telling when again when i when i first put my own photos on there and then i've seen this play out again and again i had a relatively serious businessy kind of photo and mm-hmm. i had one where i was smiling and looking more natural as i do in real life and in the business category you you'll be rated on friendliness capability and influence And so what was fascinating to me, I expected to look more friendly in the smiling photo, but my level of capability and influence also increased significantly in perceptions when in my photo where I was smiling. Wow. And I have seen this out play out again and again, how powerful that smile is. And, you know, it comes back to, we talk so much about that no like, and trust factor. Yep. And, you know, we're all, we're people doing business with people and, you know, don't we all feel better when we see a smile than that stern business? <laughs> Look, you know, we want to know right. that you're good at what you do, right. but where's the human element? Right. And, uh, right. So it's a fabulous tool to really look at what is that image projecting and um, is this a good photo for me to use? Is it saying what I want it to say? Interesting. Interesting. So as we go into these photo shoots, though, we were saying, you know, just don't let your outfit compete with your face. And is there any other tips we should have when, when we are planning a photo shoot? Minimal accessories. Okay. Keep the jewelry low key. And again, imagine that anything that you have on is taking a supporting role. It's kind of background. Your face, Mm -hmm. your expression, your energy is what should 
come first. And so the photo shoot is not a time. Now, here's, I was going to say, it's not the the time to express your fashion flair. Now I'm going to, here's, here's the disclaimer there. If you're in fashion, if your business is in the arts, a very creative field, all the guidelines are tossed out the window. Yep. I, I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because this okay. goes back to, to expressing who you are and what you do. Okay. So here's the thing. When I go to a photo shoot, I want them to use the lens that makes me 20 pounds thinner and 20 years younger. <laughs> Is there a way we can do that with our outfits? Is there any way to kind of visually erase some years? And then when I say that, I am not trying to look like I'm 15. I remember doing a photo shoot one time where the woman just went in and it was kind of a casual thing. It wasn't a real one. And she sent me the retouched pictures and I looked at them and I was like, I look embalmed. Like there's no wrinkles at all. You know, (laughs) not how I want to look. I am, you know, I'm not 25. I'm okay with a little bit of a couple of lines here or there. So I'm not looking to look 20. Right. So, you know, let's just get real. I want to, you know, I want to feel and look vibrant and, and healthy and, you know, not, old and crotchety. Vibrant. I love it. So so tell me a little bit about, (laughs) yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Can we, can we use our style or any style tools to, you know, erase some years from our, you know, as a matter of fact, color can make a profound difference in how we show up in person or on camera. When we're in colors that are in harmony with our own undertones of skin, hair, eyes, there when we're surrounded by those colors, there is literally the effect of a facelift. The the face, the skin is more even in tone. We glow more, the eyes sparkle and pop. There's less opportunity for shadows to rest and the fine creases. It is almost a magical effect when you identify identify and and intentionally use those colors that are in harmony for you. What I often think of is, you know, the individual's own personal rainbow. You know, we each have those. Um, Short of knowing what those are, and in the meanwhile, an easy trick to use is to coordinate your lipstick in the same color temperature as the outfit that you're wearing. And ideally, your hair falls into that mix too. And so what that means, if if any of your listeners aren't familiar with color temperatures, there are warm colors and cool colors. And, and an idea of warm would in a lipstick color might be like a tawny shade, an apricot, a peach. In a cool, it would be pink or plum or rose, right? And when you get disharmony between what's on your lips and what you're wearing in your clothing with that clash of color temperature, it can be jarring and cause a, a rather harsh effect. It's so interesting that you're talking about lipstick because lipstick is an is literally almost it's going to be dramatic, but it's a little bit of my nemesis because people say, you know, let's try lipsticks on or whatever, and and until they actually experience me sitting there trying different lipsticks on and each one aging me twenty years, they don't believe it. Like I have such a hard time; I cannot even tell you how many lipsticks I have, and I, I just I've never seen. I mean, once in a while I get the right 
the right one. And I wear, and then of course they eventually discontinue it, but and then and you then just start, start the whole process over, over again. again. <laughs> and it's, it is a really tough thing for me for some reason with my coloring or whatever. I never seem to get the right one. So interesting. And I, and I, so I can personally attest to the wrong lipstick, definitely adding years. Yeah. To, to yeah. It, it truly can. And the next level beyond the color temperature is the value range, right? So a lot of times if the lipstick is too deep for our own personal contrast level of skin and hair, it will jump off of our face and and that we have to be careful for those of us who are 45 and better to really be gentle around the lip line, strong, intense lip pencil and lip color are going to actually accentuate the fine, those little vertical lines around the lips. So we want to make sure that it's soft enough as we get a little older. Most of us do need to soften that some. Interesting. So I want to just go back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier about color. And I remember the the days of getting colorized, right? Are you a spring, winter, summer, or fall? Um, Is that still a thing? It is still a thing, although it's expanded, right? So we do. Is that what it was called? Colorized? I think you were colorized. I don't know. Yeah, there was color analysis and 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 varying um, branded names for it, but many people are familiar with the four seasons, as you just mentioned, and we can get a little more particular now. The color systems have evolved and there are um, 12 season systems, 14 season systems. There are completely customized systems. One of them that I work with, I design a a personalized one-of-a-kind palette for a client, but I also work with a 12 season system where um, it's more nuanced, right? And we kind of slide sometimes between seasons. So it is Um, not only less restrictive, but it is also can be more refined. So it it aids in an understanding of the colors rather than just, and then that's something I think is really important too. When you're working with someone who's coaching you on your colors to be able to learn how to identify them, not just be handed a palette and say, these are your hues. This is what you should wear. Interesting. You know, it's so much more empowering when you, when you, number one, you see the unfolding and when seated in front of a mirror. So you, you kind of train your eye what to look for. How do I look different when I'm in colors that are flattering versus colors that aren't? What should I look for in my facial features to, to really notice the difference? So that when you go out shopping, that you can select items, you know, you can hold something up and know what to assess, right? Right. We take the, the mystery out of it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to give a little plug for using somebody like you. I mean, I think about my closet and I'm sure as I say this, somebody else, if not everybody else is thinking this, you know, we have spent Lord knows how many dollars on clothes that we just don't wear. And we say, well, I don't want to, you know, I understand the value, but then I can't buy as many clothes. Well, I'm guessing if you're like me, you probably wear the same five things over and over because those are the five things that look good on you. And the other 50 tops that are in your closet, <laughs> you know, that you're going to wear someday, you don't wear and, you know, eventually because they just don't have that right color or visual on you. And we know it and we know it intuitively. So we don't wear them. Right. So we probably wear the same things over and over, but we buy all this other stuff because we don't know what we're doing. Right. So maybe we all should just, you know, work with somebody like you, Patty, and invest our money in you and not on all these clothes that eventually end up in the goodwill, you know, because we don't wear them because they are, they are the wrong, you know, they are the wrong color. And I notoriously buy stuff and then don't want to ever return them, you know? So yeah. 
you and most every other woman in our society. It's right. Sti- what you're saying is statistically true, Karen. 20, 20, most women are wearing 20% of their clothing 80% of the time. Right. So it's been studied. So, as, I, as you're saying this, I'm having these light bulbs go off in my head. Like, so I can spend 80% less money on clothing and put that money into hiring a stylist and then just look great everywhere I go. There like, you go. And do less shopping and do less shopping. No so, waste in uh, your closet. No, right. no, and no waste on the planet. I mean, I, we're hearing a lot about clothing yes. waste these days and, and all that. So yeah, I love that. All right. Yes. So Patty, what is one final tip that our listeners can use to be seen as the go-to expert in their field? Do you have any Anything for us? You know, I I do. And by identifying, by a woman identifying what her own personal style is, she can show up with her highest level of ease, confidence, and grace. And that that's something that once she knows who she is and how to choose clothing that projects that so that she feels comfortable in her skin every single time she gets dressed, there's nothing better than that for the way that she shows up in the world. And it doesn't have to be hard. It does not have to be hard. It's just knowing oneself. And and then it comes back to what I, I strongly believe style can be easy, style can be learned, and style can be fun. I love this. I love this because we, and we know this too, right? We know that when we look good, we feel good. And we know those days and we know the days that we're uncomfortable or clothes don't fit properly or, you know, and that the entire day is affected by that. Right. So yeah, I don't know how we got to this place in the world that we are cramming ourselves (laughs) into things that don't fit us, or we feel like we need things that we don't really need, but uh, maybe we need to kind of go back to the days of not needing so much junk and just having a few really great things. Because that's probably what we're wearing anyway. Exactly. Exactly. What you feel best in is what you will repeatedly wear. Right. Right. So how can people learn more about you? How can we get some more help from you? Tell us what's next for you. Oh, gosh. I would love to share with your listeners a, a gift that I have that is a an entree into that understanding one's own body. And it is called Bust Your Style Rut. It is a free mini course that I um, will be gifting here today. And it is a video course with a companion ebook where the reader, the viewer is led through the process of identifying her own body type so that she really knows with confidence what are the clothing shapes and fabrics to purchase for that body. Beautiful. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And also, if you're listening and you want to write this down, you can get to that at karenyankovich.com slash bust your style run. So I would love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can't wait to go through it myself. And <laughs> what else? So where else can people connect with you and stay in touch with you? Rebootyourstyle.com is my website where you can find more about what I do, um, learning what other clients have experienced, um, services that are available, and of course, to be able to subscribe to my mailing list where you get news and updates from me about fun things all of the time. My next uh, writing is going to be about how we choose our eyewear. So always something fun to look forward to. Yes, yes. Cool. That is rebootyourstyle.com. Thank you so much for all of this. This has really been helpful because I don't talk about this enough. And I think it is a big part of as we're showing up to be 
whoever it is we are choosing to be in the next um, chapter of our lives, you know, are we feeling it? Are we feeling it not just energetically, but physically? Do we look the part? Do we feel great about how we look? And, you know, I, I love that you are, you are around to help people like me when we struggle a little bit with this. So thank you so much for being here, Patty. Oh, my pleasure, Karen. Thank you. Well, I got a ton of tips from Patty. I hope you did as well. It's something I don't talk about as enough on this show, but I guess how you look is your brand, right? So, but it's also how you're feeling and what you're wearing and how you're showing up and all of that together. I mean, doesn't it feel good to just look good and feel good and be building an abundant life and business? just feels amazing to me. So I hope it feels amazing to you too. If you want to know, of course, how to get some support with us, you know, I'm here to support you. Just grab a spot on our calendar. The link is in the show notes or go to karenyankovich.com slash call and, you know, get on our calendar and let's chat and let's help you create more influence, create more credibility, look like a rock star, become a rock star and be a wealthy woman. Let's lift each other up. Help me help you. I would love for you to share this episode on your social media. Take a quick screenshot, right, of this episode, or maybe on your phone or wherever you're listening to it. Tag me, tag Patty. We'll share it with our audiences. And let's just continue to lift each other up. I will see you back here again next week. 